It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Here we are again. Can't believe we're back for another episode. I know. This is episode number six, I is believe. It? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. We're, we're coming back with more episodes. Well... This one, you will be glad to know, isn't as bad as it has been in the past. Right. We don't have any grisly murders. Well, that makes a change. I mean, it's a disappearance, so obviously it's bad because somebody, you know, a family's missing their loved one. Yeah. But I think now and again it's good to get in the missing ones because you never know when we could help people find. Mm-hmm. So what's it called? Ones. It's called The Boy Who Never Came Home. Oh, right, okay. So... Are we going to just dive in Yeah, then? we're just going to dive in. And this boy is actually quite well-known. Like, this disappearance, should I say, is quite well-known. <laughs> I bet I don't know him. No, you won't know him. <laughs> but I did see... Um, I was looking on a site, um, on, on a website, and people were talking about what, um, what cases they would like to see solved, and his name came up quite a lot, and I thought, oh, I haven't heard of him. Right, okay. So that's why I looked into him and... Apparently, well, I said like a lot of people, maybe a lot of people that know about true crime are okay. sort of interested in the case to oh, right, sort of, okay. you know. Well, I'm interested to hear about this one then. Okay, so this is about Andrew Gosden. Well, I've no. never heard of him, no. no. There you see, there's a surprise, I've not heard of him. No. So Andrew Gosden, or Rue, as his family Rue. called him. Or oh, Andrew. Andrew. Uh, yeah, I was like, what? I've never heard that before. No. Sort of like... Andy or Drew. Drew. Yeah. But Rue. Never heard of Rue as oh, as a that. as a shortened version of Andrew, but quite like that actually. Yeah. It's quite cute. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yes. So he was born on the tenth of July nineteen ninety-three. So he's younger than you. Well yeah. Yeah, he's younger <laughs> than me. <laughs> well usually you're used to more ones that are That's like true, sort yeah. Of yeah. older in the past. Well, well obviously it's in the past. Well but, yeah. Uh, um not that far in the past, though. He lived in Doncaster, South Yorkshire, with his mum, dad and sister, and he was 14 years old when he disappeared on the 14th of September 2007. Right. So, not that long ago. We're yeah. in 2020 now. Yeah. So, so 13, 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, his family described him as a homebird, as he didn't go out much, but when he did go out, he would always tell them where he was going. He would always leave a note, of, you know. They always knew where he was. Yeah, oh, that's good. So Andrew was very very intelligent and he was doing really well at school and he had 100% attendance at the Macaulay Catholic High School. He was a member of the Young, Gifted and Talented programme. What's that? I've never heard of that. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either, so you're not the only one. Gifted and Talented? Yeah. So, well, I googled and Wikipedia Uh says the Young, Gifted and Talented programme was a United Kingdom government scheme that aimed to enhance the educational development of students between the ages of four and 19. So basically it was just like, for really brainy kids, it was just a bit of extra, it was like a scheme developed to help them. Go on and be the 
brilliant yeah just to be more successful all right okay um the scheme was well it's not not anymore the scheme was established in 2002 Uh and it was scrapped in favor of reallocating funds to help disadvantaged students get into university so So basically they were saying we're not going to help the brighter kids anymore we're going to help the disadvantaged kids which why could they not go 50 50 well yeah exactly because obviously you want to help the disadvantaged kids but you want to help the the, the bright, you know, both they're, of them. they're the future of our country. Well, I was going to do a Miranda. Have you ever watched Miranda? What, the comedian? Yeah. Well, she Miranda. would have started singing, um, We Are the Children. Um, we Are the World, We Are the Children. She would have started singing that there. Oh, right, okay. And I was just, she did it in a job interview and I was about to do it. Please don't. No, I'm not going <laughs> But Miranda's brilliant. Okay. So, um, yeah, so so basically this scheme, this scheme um, it was designed to enhance the educational development of the top 5% of school people so that's so you're like very very bright yeah so very very bright right okay so obviously andrew was uh, he was very clever right and he was expected to get straight a's in his gcse's he was really good at maths and he seemed destined for cambridge all right so he attended a two-week residential school at lancaster university for the young gifted and talented program and he came home really enthusiastic about it which was unusual because he didn't usually talk much about school stuff. Right, okay. It was just kind of like, yeah, school's fine, you know. But it was obviously really... What, what, what I was like at school. But like, ah, whatever. Like most teenagers are like, like one more dancers or can't be bothered to talk to you. Yeah, probably. That's what I was like. Yeah. Uh, how was school? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> um, so he wasn't showing any signs of depression and there was no indications, indications of him being bullied. Right, okay. So, on the morning of the 14th of September, uh, 2007, his mum said that he had difficulty waking up and was grumpy, which was unusual as he was usually up and ready in plenty of time for the school bus. That just, I don't know why that's there. It doesn't really have any relevance. It's not explained. We don't know why that was a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was. I'm just sorry. It was just... He was grumpy for a change. Was it just out of character for him then, really? Yeah. But it makes me wonder... If he, if he was, if, if, I don't know what I'm trying well, to say. Must, if it, well, it must have been significant for them to say it. But it it must have been significant to them, but it doesn't reveal yeah. to us Aye. why it was significant. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I just totally had a mind blank there. Yeah, totally. Um, I, know, I know what you mean. So he left the house at 8.05am, but instead of getting the bus, he walked to the cash machine at a local garage. He withdrew 200 quid, mm-hmm. which was almost all of his money. He, he actually had £214 in his account, but the machine was only giving out £20 notes. Oh, so okay. he, he, could only, he could get the, the 200 Yeah. Not bad for a 14-year-old, oh, that's all I can say. say. I don't think I had that much money, a 14-year-old. I was getting like um, pocket money of like £8 a week, I think. <laughs> You're lucky I got about 50 pence or something. Even older, so it was a bit less back then. You got more for your money, though, probably. <laughs> Yeah, that's when penny sweets actually were penny sweets. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, uh, they were penny sweets when I was little too, you know. Listen, do you, I can actually remember when we had half pennies. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> you are old now. Yep, I am old. Um, yeah, so it was then seen on a neighbour's CCTV returning to the house. Oh, right, okay. He put his school uniform in the washing machine and his blazer on the back of a chair. He got changed into jeans and a t-shirt. He took his wallet, keys and a PSP, PlayStation Portable. Remember them? Oh, I do remember them. I don't actually have one myself, though. I but did. I used to work for Blockbuster and we like people used to like, trade them in and we used to sell them and stuff. So I do, I do remember. Yeah, you them. sold one to me. Did I? Oh, God, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you sold one to me. And funnily enough, uh-huh. was it, it was either today or yesterday on my Facebook memories. Uh-huh. It came up saying can't believe I've had a PSP for years and I've only just realised I can go onto the internet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how long ago that was, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's a coincidence, eh? That's a total coincidence, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so he took the PSP, mm-hmm. but he didn't take the charger. Okay. So I thought, if you were intending on not coming back... Then surely you would take the charger, wouldn't well, yeah, you? Yeah, because he obviously maybe just took it with him to amuse himself whilst he was travelling Travel, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, okay, I get you. So he didn't take his passport and his dad said it didn't look like he had taken a jumper or a coat. And he had left £100 cash in his room. Oh yeah, so he'd taken the £200. He'd taken £200 but he hadn't took that £100. Oh, okay. So again, 
if you were not going to come back, then surely you would take all, all the money, money, you would take clothes. Like, Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just pointing out bits of interest. Yeah, cool. So at 8.30am, he walked to Doncaster Railway Station and bought a one-way ticket to London. A one-way ticket? Yeah. The oh, lady nice. who sold Andrew the ticket remembered that she had told him that a return ticket, it was like 50p a pound more. Right. But he insisted he only wanted a single ticket. Right. So that's so a bit strange. That is a bit strange because if he, well, if he wasn't running away, obviously he'd want a return one because it'd be cheaper than buying two singles. Well, that's it, because it sounds, it sounds like he's intent on coming back because he's not took all his money, he's not took his charger, he's not took any clothes or anything like that, so it sounds like he's coming back. So why would you only buy a one-way ticket? Unless he was running away. But then you would take your stuff away, wouldn't you? What does all? It depends what he was doing. Well, I would be at least taking some clean knickers. But you're a girl, <laughs> he's a boy. <laughs> they don't really think of their hygiene sort of And thing. I could take him a PSB charger, because that's not going to last forever. But then you don't know where he was going, because maybe he was meeting somebody, maybe they're like, oh, I've got a charger, don't worry, you don't know. It's weird. I'm not disagreeing no, with you. I'm just yet. saying it's weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's weird, but we don't but know But then what. he might be getting a lift back. Why is he going to London? <laughs> maybe get a bus back. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> so, Andrew was seen boarding the 9.35 train to King's Cross Station alone. One woman said later that she had sat next to him and she said that he was quiet and engrossed in playing his PSP. So the train arrived at 11.20am and CCTV showed him leaving the main entrance of King's Cross Station at 11.25am and that was the last confirmed sighting of him. So he just got to London and who knows. So I wonder where he was going then. Because, you know, I mean, obviously it sounds like was he familiar with London? Like, going yeah. to King's Cross to the, you know, get out and just like, right, um... Well, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was familiar with London. There could have been reasons why he was going. Mm-hmm. But, well, obviously, because he's not... Because he's disappeared and not came back, we don't know any of the answers to anything. No. So, are you prepared for... More frustration? <laughs> for just not knowing the answers, because I really <sighs> don't like it when you don't get the answers to things. I know, I did say when we were doing this podcast that I like to know the answers to stuff. I like I like there to be a start, a middle, an end. But you still have to do disappearances. I know. And guaranteed there'll be some unsolved ones somewhere. This is very you true. You might even do some yourself. This is very true. <laughs> you never know. So, when Andrew disappeared, he was 14. But he looked about 12 as he was small for his age. He wore strong prescription glasses. He was deaf in one ear and he has... And a distinctive double ridge on his right ear. Double ridge. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. So I looked up a photo of him. Right. It's like at the top of his ear, there's like two ridges. It's Alright. You would have to look at the photo. I'll put um photos on social media anyway, but Right, okay. Um But that's something that's obviously distinctive. Like it's not common that you and it's not something you can change. No. If it's there, it's there. Yeah. So uh-huh. He had light brown hair, but I'd been planning on dying at black. So if he had been running away, he could have died at black when he got to London. Right, okay. He did. He'd had a mobile phone, but he'd lost it a few months before his disappearance, but he didn't want to replace it. Which I thought was a bit... Oh, right. He didn't want to replace it. Yeah, he didn't want to replace it. I mean, it could have just been because he was like, well, I don't you really use it. Well, that's true, yeah. Or it could have been because he was planning on running away. See, questions. No answers. Um... He was last seen wearing a black t-shirt with the band Slipknot on it, um, black jeans, a watch on his left wrist, and he was carrying a black canvas satchel with patches of rock and metal bands on it. So, when Andrew hadn't shown up for school that morning, they tried to phone his parents. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's what happens now. Oh yes, when you don't go to school. That you get a phone call, luckily. Yeah. That didn't happen when I was at school. <laughs> well, you skipped school a few times. Just also, a few. Well, to be fair, that mustn't have happened when I was at school either. Because I skipped school a few times. Yeah, and the parents never got a phone call. They no. do it now, because yeah. I've, I've had it um, with my daughter. Although she wasn't actually skiving, she wasn't homesick. Uh-huh. Um, but I got I forgot, I, I think I thought John was going to... Fo- John had said that he would phone in because he was going to work. Right. And he says, oh, I'll, I'll phone the school. Yeah. Say that she's not well. And he obviously got busy at work and forgot forgot to do it. And 
So I got the phone call saying, um, you know, we're not here, <laughs> but it was like, no, no, it's okay, I'm sorry. You know, I had to apologise. Yeah. But yeah, so they do. Yeah, They do do that now. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. Not for the kids, though. No, no. <laughs> um, so, the, but the, the school thought that they had left a message for them saying that Andrew had been absent, but it turns out that they'd accidentally phoned the parents of the kid next to Andrew on the register. Ah, right. So they left a message on somebody else's answer. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So that's so the alarm wasn't raised until much later on. Right. You know, because obviously... They had no idea. They had no idea. Because the, they came in from, you know, must have came in from their jobs or whatever, mm-hmm. and they didn't he, they didn't have a message to say that he hadn't been no. at school. So they were and if you remember, I'd said, mm-hmm. he'd put his school uniform in the washing machine and his blazer on the back of the chair. So, so it looked like, like he'd came home. He'd came home. Um, so and when they they when they came in, they just assumed that he was like in his room. Well, most teenagers do that, don't they? They or, just come in, go up to the rooms, and that's well, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I used to do. Wow, yeah. I used to shout hi on straight upstairs. Yeah. But um, or they had a converted cellar, um, so they thought he must have had like a games console and that right. down there. Uh huh. So that's what they assumed he was doing, either in his room yeah. or in the cellar. Uh huh. So it wasn't until they sat down for dinner uh-huh. that night that they actually realised that he, he wasn't there, he wasn't in the house. Because right, okay. they are obviously shouting for him and no answer. Yeah. Well, see, I would, I would like, maybe, I would always just, like, if I, well, when I come in the house, I always like to go, go to wherever the person is and say hi to them now. Why? Well, I just like to see them. Because I, <laughs> I haven't been at work or have I been out, I always go into the room that the person's in and say hi. No, I don't. Oh, well, I do. I would just, well, no, I just wouldn't. <laughs> so if I come in and my daughter's in her room, then I don't go and check to see if she's in her room. I just... You just shout, hey, shout hi or do you even shout hi? Yeah, I would shout hi, but then I would probably hear that she was in her room because she would probably have, like, it's mm-hmm. very often that her room's quiet. There's usually music true. on or the telly on or whatever. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. That's different. Yeah, exactly. That was obviously their thing. They didn't go and mm. check. Um, so when they realised that he wasn't in the house they phoned around his friends and that's when they found out that he hadn't been in school that day Right. so at 7pm the police were called Andrew's dad and sister searched his route to like you know to the bus stop and that just to see if there was any clues you know yeah. uh-huh. to what happened but they came up with nothing three days later after speaking to the lady who had sold Andrew the train ticket the police confirmed that he had travelled to London right and as I said earlier, she'd remembered him because of him not wanting the return ticket. Mm-hmm. But Andrew's dad said that he didn't find that strange because Andrew knew lots of people in London that he could have stayed with. Right. So the family had relatives who lived in the Chislehurst and Sidcup areas. They had, like, grandparents and stuff like that. So oh, okay. um, searches began there, first of all. Uh-huh. So the family travelled to London and handed out flyers, like, just anywhere that they thought that Andrew might visit. Especially like museums and exhibitions because he obviously enjoyed, that's what he enjoyed. Um, The police asked the British Transport Police to search the CCTV footage within two days of Andrew going missing, but they couldn't pick him out from the crowd. Three weeks later, the footage was reviewed again, and this time they identified Andrew. And that's that's how they got the confirmed sighting of him when he left Mm -hmm. King's Cross. Cross, So yeah, actually, that's the that's the image that you, that's been circulated in the media of him. You actually see him leaving. Oh right, okay. Uh, King's Cross. Uh huh. So the police did investigate the possibility that Andrew went to meet someone that he had met online. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't find any evidence to support that theory. Andrew didn't have a computer at home, and his dad said he didn't have an email address. The police took computers from the school and from Doncaster Library but found no trace of activity by Andrew. But mm. I think it's easy to be anonymous online. Like, yeah. you can set up a fake email, you can... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, like, I mean, his dad saying, oh, he didn't have an email, but how do you know for 100% he could have had an email? Well, like, were chat, chat rooms and that around then? So he could well, have been on been, a... yeah. It could have been on a chat room. You don't have to have an email to be on a chat room, do you? So. I don't think so. But even, I mean, you could have an email. And you could, it could be, not everybody has their name in their email. It could be some totally oh, random. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. They said the serial number of Andrew's PSP to Sony 
who checked and found there was no record of an account being set up or communication established on the device. Right. Which I'm not surprised because, like, it take an hour just to send a message on the PSP because that's slow. <laughs> the only PC in the, um, the house was his sister's laptop and she'd only had that for about eight weeks. Right. Um, and she said that Andrew didn't seem interested in social media or connecting with other people through the internet. She said that he, he, he just wasn't a very sociable person. I mean, he had, like, he had a few friends and stuff, but, like, he wasn't... Mm-hmm. Wasn't that sociable? He yeah. wasn't interested in meeting, um, like speaking to people online. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So after a year after Andrew's disappearance, the head teacher from his school travelled to London with staff and pupils, and they distributed fifteen thousand leaflets. Which, well, that was nice. Yeah, that was quite nice actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, a, a year's not a great amount of time, but it's still good to see that they're still thinking they're still about him and still looking yeah. for him. But then maybe my question of that is, is why weren't they out doing that in the like, well, maybe they were, but maybe the, that's just uh, noted that it was a year later. I mean, well, maybe, uh, true. Or maybe because at the time they didn't because the place and the family and everybody true. was doing it. But, so. you know, a year later, I'm, I'm assuming it would have, they would have scaled back yeah, that's true. the investigation. So. Mm-hmm. so round about that time, the Times newspaper reported that there had been 122 possible sightings of Andrew from all over Britain. Andrew's dad stated that there were two or three sightings within the first week of his disappearance that seemed credible. Mm-hmm. Partly because of the way the witnesses say that Andrew had spoken to them. So, <clears throat> I was thinking that maybe because I said he was deaf, he's deaf in one ear, isn't he? Ah, right, yeah. So you know how, like, deaf speech people... Speech must be a bit... Yeah, the speech is a bit different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh-huh. So I'm assuming that's what he meant by right. saying the way that he spoke to them. Yeah. Um... So Andrew's family believed that the most plausible sighting was um, one that placed Andrew at a pizza hut on Oxford Street, which is about an hour's walk away from King's Cross right. on the day that he went missing. Uh-huh. Um, and then there were possible sightings in Covent Garden later on in the day that he arrived in London, also a possible sighting uh, on Oxford Street on the 17th of September and sleeping in a park in Southwark on the 18th of September. So there were reports of someone matching Andrew's description getting off a train from Waterloo at Mort Lake Station on the 19th of September, then walking up Sheen Lane and along Upper Richmond Road. And if this was Andrew, then he had gotten some warmer clothes because he was obviously, must have had a jumper or a jacket okay, okay, or whatever yeah. on. Uh-huh. So, but if he had got warmer clothes, I'm thinking, he's went to London, he's took 200 quid with him, if he, if he is paying for accommodation, we don't know because we don't know where he's staying. Mm-hmm. And then he's bought new clothes. Yeah, 200 like, quid wouldn't take you very far in London, that's well, for sure. No, not in London. I mean, no. 200 quid, well, these days I don't think 200 quid's going to get you far anywhere, really. But no. Yeah. I don't know. Because that was a few days later, you know, they're talking about mm-hmm. sightings. So. Yeah. Other possible sightings reported later included a park in Streatham. <clears throat> Sorry. Then further away in South Wales, Birkenhead and Plymouth. In 2009, two possible sightings were reported. One outside the Natural History Museum and the other in a pub in South End. But, but... What? I just, like, see that... Um, I don't get this because... I, you know, I'm thinking about myself, right? So, I, so I've seen, right, somebody's went missing, right? It's been on the news, etc, etc. You've watched the news. You maybe see a few more things about it. As time goes on and years pass, I would f- probably forget these people, and then people pass me on the street every day. Mm. I'm not sure I would be able to go. Oh, that's that guy from boy from two years ago that went missing. Mm. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure I understand that. I get the the first sightings, you know, in the in the first, the first few days. days. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But like as you said, you know, we're talking about two years later. I mean, that could be anybody. Like I don't think. Because to me, they're, they're, I don't think I would remember either. I don't think well, yeah, I would. From your description, the only distinctive thing is his ear. You're obviously not going to be looking at every person's ears that. Well, you'd have to be close up. Well, yeah, exactly. So, I'm not sure how. Like credible that could be to somebody. Like, oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen, and plus, he's going to have aged as well because he's going to be. Plus, we're talking about London. Exactly. I know how many people are there in London. How many? How busy is it there? And how many people would just be walking past and not. Paying attention, like, people go to London to sort of fade at the background, you know what I mean? Like, to yeah, be sort of anonymous. Well, like, I mean, I, you know, like, you know, I, you could show me a picture of this boy. I could probably go, say, in Edinburgh tomorrow and walk past hundreds of people 
yeah. and not even notice. Like, I mean, even if he happened to walk past me, I probably yeah. wouldn't even notice. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you, so... I but, just, I, I don't, I mean, I, the ones in the future, that's why I always, you know, in my opinion, in the first few days of somebody going missing, this has to be the most important time. Yeah, Because course. that's, you know, everyone's fresh and people that have seen them, I can, yep, I agree, but two years or two three years, years later, later I just don't really, I, not personally for me, I just don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying that I'd be confident that that would happen to me. Like, I wouldn't notice somebody. That's I don't missing. pay attention to anybody. If exactly. I'm walking along the street, I, I mean, if I'm by myself, well, I don't know what I'm doing, whatever, but if, I, if I'm with somebody, I'll be too busy looking at them and talking to them. Yeah, or, just, yeah. You know, you're, you're sort of, oh, I don't know. I know. So that's but I get you, but none of these sightings can be verified. Well, exactly, which, but that's yeah. part of reason. Like, how could they be verified anyway? I mean, I just, no. But according to Andrew's dad, none of the sightings were followed up by the police, and the lady who re- reported... The Covent Garden site, and which was the day that Andrew went missing, mm-hmm. she wasn't spoken to until six weeks after he disappeared. Oh really? Which, that's not right. Because like, if she had seen, if she had seen it, I'm assuming she's come forward and said, "Look, I think I've seen this boy." Yeah, and then they followed it up six weeks later. I'm surely she be followed up instantly because, especially for her own memory as well. I mean, well, yeah, I can't remember what I did six weeks ago. Could you? No. Where I was, what I was doing exactly. You should be doing it when it's still fresh, fresh in her mind, mind. Mm-hmm. and plus to try and build up a timeline Both of over. where Andrew was, was. And potentially where. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's mad. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Andrew's family they weren't happy with the police police's approach during the initial stages of the investigation. No. Like right at the start, the police focused on the family first. And then they went through the process of they went they went through the process of clearing them before they would even look at the CCTV tapes, even though eyewitnesses had reported seeing Andrew boarding the train on the fourteenth of September. So if he's been seen mm-hmm. boarding a train, why are they focusing on the family and investigating them? Like exactly. obviously, surely they they'll, they'll they'll even if they were investigating them for 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 it, then if they've been at their work or whatever, they're gonna have. Witnesses well, they're at their work, so that would be ruled out instantly, surely. And sure, they haven't done anything to him because he's getting on a train. Well, exactly. He's been seen travelling into London yeah. with nobody. He's on his own. So you could quickly establish that. Well, exactly. And so that's to why me, the happen. main thing is, is that you've seen where he sort of initially went, so that's where you need to focus your efforts. Even if there was any kind of reason to suspect that there was something with the family leave that till you find the boy well that's the most important thing isn't it yeah find him or send somebody off to london and you can still have somebody investigating well surely you contact your counterparts in london well yeah and then and ask them to help out no can i just say something from what research that obviously i'm still quite new to it Mm -hmm. but sometimes i've researched a few cases before we started the podcast so you know have done more than Mm -hmm. what our listeners know I don't think the police are very good sometimes. Well, no, I mean, yeah, because from what, from what you're telling me in this case, you know, and then from what, you know, my opinion of, of things that I've heard in, over time, that I, I do believe that you've got to, if somebody disappears, the first few hours, few days, it surely must be the most important and the most likely scenario that you're going to find that person alive. If you're leaving it weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, that to me then says actually you're not gonna find them now or you're or you're certainly not gonna find them alive or you know, like people are gonna forget things. I mean, surely it's most important to get people's statements or witnesses or whatever it is in those first few weeks, oh, days, yeah, hours, whatever. Because the most important thing is is to find the person who's gone missing. Well exactly. And and, and obviously if you've established that he's been seen on CCTV you know, getting on this train, ending up in London, you're not going to be sitting there back in Doncaster going, oh, what's the family got to do with this? When you know that he has got on that train to London and I'm sure a quick phone call or a quick whatever can establish that his family was at work or whatever they were. Mm -hmm. Where's the boy gone? Like, get to London. Yeah. Get looking. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, common sense to us, but... I mean, That's why I'm saying I don't I know, think the police no, are very good sometimes. I'm not a no police officer, I'm no expert, I don't understand how their investigations go. I mean, they obviously have ways that they do things, fair enough. But <laughs> but sometimes they just don't seem to make sense. Well, yeah, sometimes I don't understand their logic. Yeah, exactly. Same. 
Maybe she will. Maybe she will. <laughs> go now. Off you go. There's a police college up in Edinburgh. No, you're right. So, um, so Andrew's dad said that the CCTV footage from buses and the tube station next to King's Cross wasn't requested by the authorities. So basically, he's just he's came out of, out of the um, King's Cross. Uh-huh. And then they haven't bothered to check any other footage, but it's like, but he could have. London's well, a big place. Not? Like, I mean, he could have jumped on a bus. He could have. Yeah. Um, and surely there's got to be. I mean, I know there's not going to be CCTV in every single part. Mm-hmm. But if if he's walked out of King's Cross, I mean, there. I don't know how many directions you can go coming out of King's Cross because I haven't actually ever been to King's Cross. I don't. Think. I have. Or have I? Oh no, I've been to Victoria. That's where I've been to Victoria. I've been to King's Cross. So all I, I can re- remember is a really young woman snogging a really old guy mm. and going ooh. Lovely. <laughs> anyway, back to this. So I don't really know how many directions you can go from going out of King's Cross, but surely, however many directions there are, they would, like you know, work that out. And then they they surely go down those streets and and sort of like right as a CCTV somewhere and then mm-hmm. check them all just in case because he might have been seen somewhere else. He might have been. I mean, people. I know. Well, they don't just disappear. I mean, obviously they do disappear, but I mean. They have to go somewhere to disappear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there must be, you know, like a shop that's got CCTV or a street camera well, that's got CCTV. Bus- but, like... The buses that have got cameras on. There's a tube station next to it. Mm. And, there, and as I said, there's buses. So how easily would it be for him, if he wanted to disappear, just to get off that um, at water... Um, no, Waterloo. Where did he get off? Kind of bus, yeah. And then just jump on a tube, on the tube or on a bus and just go anywhere and just disappear. Yeah. But... And as he very well could have done that, so why didn't they check the footage? Yeah. That just does not make sense. No. And um, there also the um, this, the reported sighting of Andrew at the Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. which his dad thought was the most credible, that mm-hmm. wasn't even followed up. Oh, really? Yeah. So, in November 2008, a man visited Leominster Police Station in Herf- Herefordshire, which is in the West Midlands. So remember, we're away from London now. Right. We're in the West Midlands. Uh-huh. And he used the intercom saying that he had information about Andrew. Because I, I think it was at night time, so obviously you couldn't just walk, walk in. in. Right, okay. um, so that he used the intercom. So but by the time an officer arrived to take the details, the man had left. Right. So police later appealed for him to get back in touch. Uh-huh. So the police station, the police station at, um, that he went to, it's located in a business park. And it's in a location that would have required a special effort to visit. Like, it's not somewhere that you would just be passing and go, oh, okay. yeah. oh I'm going to go and re- go yeah, to the yeah. policeman. You know, you would actually have a reason for going. Yeah, like, you'd have to specifically go. Yeah. Um, and then, there was someone claiming to be that man, mm-hmm. wrote anonymously to the BBC after, the, um, you know, the, um, the one show yeah, on yeah. BBC, uh-huh. they featured Andrew's case right. on the one show, uh-huh. and so this guy wrote in, If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anonymously, and he gave details of a possible sighting of Andrew in Shrewsbury right. in the West Midlands in November 2008. Right. Neither that sighting or whether it was the same man on both occasions has ever been confer- confirmed. But to me, it seems a bit. That's a bit strange. It's very strange because it's the Midlands. It's you know, um, 
Maybe if it was like in London or mm. Doncaster, then maybe it was like could be somebody playing a prank. Yeah. Or, but just the fact that it was in a completely West place, Midlands, yeah. yeah. I mean, because there is there is a possibility that Andrew didn't stay in London if he well, did go course. somewhere. I mean, he could have went somewhere else. He so. could have easily got off in King, King's Cross, got a bus or tube or whatever to another railway station, yeah. and then got for, the train for, somewhere else. But then for a fourteen-year-old. I mean, yeah, I know you said that he's familiar with London because he's got family, but he must have had some confidence if if that was the what he did to go about. Because I mean, mm. at fourteen, I mean, yes, I know I was confident in going up to like Edinburgh and stuff, yeah. getting on the bus and that because I knew that. But I mean, to me, like London's a whole different ballgame. But then maybe to somebody down there, that's not the case. But he must if if he did that, then he must have had some confidence in just travelling to travel by himself. Yeah. But I mean, from the description that you've described them as, I just don't see that. I mean, maybe, mm. I, maybe I'm wrong, but, yeah. you know, if he's quite a quiet guy, you know, he didn't... He's not very sociable. He's not very sociable, obviously, he was deaf yeah. in one year. You know, it, it doesn't come across as maybe a, a kid that would be like, oh, I'm going on an adventure, and I'm going here, and I'm going there. I just... Uh, I don't yeah, know. I get that. I get, But we don't know, because well, we don't know him. Well, obviously, I don't know him. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, if, he, if he's got family in London... He is maybe, I mean, I don't know when it, if he's been visiting them. I don't know in the past how he's got there, but whether his mum and dad, he's maybe grown up going on the train down to London. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so yeah. if you were used to doing that with your parents, by 14... Yeah, I suppose, because I've been... You know, I might as, be all right doing it by As I said with the whole Edinburgh thing, I mean, I was used to going on the bus with mum. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Me. I would go up with you, so I suppose I did have that confidence to get on the bus and going up to Edinburgh, right? to be fair, but I don't know. We'll never we know. Don't, we don't know anything about this case. We don't know any... In, nothing's confirmed. Nothing's yeah. definite. So in two, September 2009, the family re- released age progression images of what Andrew might look like at 16. And in November, Andrew's dad appealed to the gay community to help find his son. The family had thought that maybe Andrew had been struggling with his sexuality. Oh, okay. There was nothing... I don't think there was anything to sort of suggest that. I just think they were just thinking it could be a possibility. Ah, which yeah. is fair enough. Exploring all, um, all, all yeah, exploring all the options. Yeah. Like his dad said that they were a pretty open family, so he, so he would have thought that Andrew would have been able to come with them, yeah. but maybe, maybe he couldn't. Maybe he would yeah. have found it awkward to raise the subject, mm-hmm. and they, you know, if they he had said that they would have had no issue if he yeah, was gay. Yeah. You know, he was loved unconditionally, yeah. no matter what. But, I mean, he's still a, a teenager. He could, oh, he yeah. could find it awkward. Of course. Just because you're an open family doesn't mean say you, you're willing to talk about everything. everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, in May 2011, the family paid a private company to do a sonar search of the River Thames. No trace of Andrew was found, but they did actually find another body. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know who it was. I was going to say, did they not confirm who it was? No, there was like no information to say oh, yeah. who it was, but hopefully oh. they found that person's family and oh, they got closure. Oh, God, what a shame. I know, eh? Like, but, yeah, as I said, like, you know, whoever that person belonged to, then mm-hmm. they would have, obviously it's a shame for them, but they at least know. Yeah, ah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they got the closure. Yeah. So, in 2016, Andrew's parents appealed for information on the TV show Panorama, and the following year, to mark the 10th anniversary of his, of his disappearance, the charity Missing People made Andrew the face of their Find Every Child campaign, with Andrew featuring on billboards and adverts throughout the UK. Don't know if they, I don't know if he, I can tell you if he made it to Scotland. Well, I mean, I've never certainly I've never, I've never heard s- of his name before no. you just told me about it just today, so... Maybe more down there, but not that I've noticed, I mean, but then again, I won't, you know, I don't notice anything. I'm totally unobservant. Yeah. On the 12th of September 2017, it was announced that the police were launching a fresh appeal. The statement on the South Yorkshire Police Facebook page described some of the lines of inquiry they were using to find Andrew. So Andrew wore strong prescription glasses, so they were investigating requests for, sim- for similar optical prescriptions to his. They were checking requests for documents at the passport office and national insurance, and they were circulating Andrew's DNA, fingerprints, and dental and health records. And they also do annual checks on John Doe's in hospital. The tone of the statement sounded like the police think that Andrew might be still alive, though, so... Oh, okay. Well, it could well be. Well, I mean, we could, uh, until there's a body, though, they could yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's quite interesting. In June 2018... <clears throat> 
Angie's family revealed that someone had reported an online conversation with somebody right. who had the username Andy Rue. All right, yeah. Who claimed that their boyfriend had left them and they needed £200 to cover rent. All right. The person that the Sandy was speaking of did actually offer to send money. Uh-huh. Um, but the user said that they didn't have a bank account because they left home when they were 14. All right. But this link was investigated by police, but the user wasn't identified. Oh, but it does seem quite possible, doesn't it? Like, either that or somebody's playing a sick joke, well, but yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, but like, if they were playing a sick joke, who were they playing a sick joke on? Because yeah, it wasn't true. like anybody that, yeah, true. that the family knew or anything like that. It was yeah. just a random online conversation. Yeah. So that sounded, to me, that sounded quite possible, but, yeah. you know... As I said, none of these none of these questions are, are answered in this case. So, no. um, in July two thousand and eighteen, to mark Andrew's twenty fifth birthday, two updated age progression photographs were released. So, you know, um, any photos that I find, you know, I can put I can put them on social media. Yeah. So it was also announced that the band Muse would help publicise the campaign to find Andrew. Right. In October 2019, another progress pro, age progression image was released. So, as I said, like any photos, mm-hmm. I'll put them up. So, Andrew's family have kept his room the same and they haven't changed the locks on the house as they know that he took his key. Right. Okay. So they've still got that hope they might come that in. he might just walk back in the door one day, which, hopefully, but... Just like after all that time though. I know. His bank account hasn't been used since he withdrew the £200 on the 14th of September. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I read a couple of theories mm-hmm. on why I went to London and I'll let you know. Um, There was one that, that he was groomed during the Young, Gifted and Talented programme because remember oh, he'd been... Right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. I said, uh, if you remember, I'd said he'd came back quite enthusiastic yeah, about yeah. it, which was unusual. Right. So maybe he yeah. met someone Sunday. there. Yeah. like. And I, I, I read of other people's experiences. I think I went on, I think it was Reddit or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. what I was on. But I was on some forum. And I read of other people's talk talking about this um, Young, Gifted and Talented programme. Because obviously they're different ones yeah. in different ah, places. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so what I read was that there were counsellors that were undergrads making some money over the summer holidays. And apparently they would only be in about 19 or 20. Right. So maybe they didn't seem like adults to Andrew. Because we're only a few years older, so there maybe he could have been groomed by one of them. Like, and yeah. but he would probably wouldn't have seen that as grooming because mm-hmm. he was fourteen, and they were they would just be like yeah, an older friend true. kind of thing. Yeah. So it could be possible that they arranged to meet up in London, and the other person's promised to drive him home. But I'm assuming, well, obviously I'm assuming that also not. But were they, none of these people questioned about him? Well, I'm, I'm assuming so, but. Just because they were questioned doesn't mean to say they were telling the truth or... Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, so maybe he was promised a, a lift home. So that's maybe why he didn't want to get the return ticket. Yeah, that's true. Although it does take about three hours to drive from oh. London to Doncaster. So if somebody was going to give them a lift home for, if they lived in London, that's a six-hour six journey. Hours, yeah. So I don't know about that. So another theory was that he did actually go online with a false identity. Mm-hmm. He could have used an internet cafe or something like that. Can or He could have just... Been on at the library and you, as I said, like used a fake yeah, name or whatever. Yeah. I mean, chatting to someone online and they've arranged to meet up in London for a day out, and again, maybe promised the lift home. Yeah. Well, the thing is, to me, the fact that he withdrew the money, to me, means he was obviously intending to go somewhere that he was going to be using the money. I suppose, like whether he was out for a day out or mm-hmm. he obviously needed the money for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That he must have been going there for a purpose. Yeah. That he felt like he needed. He obviously needed money, whether that is him just running away or if he is meeting somebody for a day out or whatever. But he obviously needed money. Well, as funny you should say that because there's a theory that he was going to a concert. All right. Okay. So the the band Thirty Seconds to Mars were playing that evening, and also the band Sixth was playing at a different venue. But it's it's not a fan. It's not a fan. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not, it's not known if he was a fan of either. Uh-huh. So, but that does seem quite a popular theory that he was going to a concert. Yeah, maybe he wasn't allowed to and he wanted to go. Yeah. Again, again, it must be, I mean, it's just me, but, you know, he's obviously... But why would you not get a return ticket? Well, true. And why are you being, like, 
why would you be brave enough to go on your own to go to Well, like you need to meet somebody there to go yeah, to the concert. Yeah. But then people do go to concerts by themselves. I know he was only 14. Yeah. But he could have been a very confident 14 year old. No, but it doesn't come across. I mean, I just because it doesn't come across like that, though. True. It doesn't mean to say he wasn't. Or, I mean, like, there are some people that it's not maybe as confident, it's wanting to blend in. Mm. People don't want to be seen. True. And, like, they can go to places and they'll just sort of blend in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that he travelled to London to commit suicide. Okay. I don't know why. Well, maybe because he didn't want his body being found. Maybe he did just want to go and disappear. Maybe. Alright, okay. Um, that another one was that he was running away and planning to stay in London and start a new life. But I'm like, surely you would at least took your underwear. And plus, it didn't sound like he needed to. If his family life was as alright as they say it was. Yeah, assume, assuming that his family are telling the truth. Yeah. Then, which I, I, I mean, I don't think there was any reason to not think any different. Mm. Then why would he want to do that? And that's a big thing to do when you're 14 to go, to think because you'd have to go and find a job. Like, you know. Yeah, 200 quid. Yeah. Sorry. Is it going to get you very far? To me, that's just not a... No, I don't, no. I don't think that. And... The, uh, the week before he went missing, he had apparently walked home from school twice instead of taking the bus. It's a four-mile walk from school to his house, so maybe he didn't actually walk but got a lift with someone. So it could have been, that could have been somebody that he met at the Young and Gifted mm. thing and he was lured to London by them. Yeah. Um, so one, one of Andrew's t- favourite TV shows was The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin. Which is about a man who fakes his death so he can start a new life. Because I've never heard that. It, well, that's basically what it is. It didn't need to explain. Okay. Told you. Right. Um, and in two thousand and nine, Andrew's dad speculated on the reason for Andrew's disappearance, saying, "Quote: Did he decide to do the Reginald Perrin thing and reinvent himself, or was there something troubling him that he felt he couldn't tell us?" In my heart, I still think his disappearance was a spur of the moment thing. End quote. Mm. I- right obviously I have no clue I think that he's been planning on coming back I think he's went to London I don't know if he's going to meet somebody but I think he could have been going to a concert because he's took he's skived off school which um, if you remember as um, a small detail that I'd said about when he went to school he had a 100% attendance yeah. so he obviously never skived school yeah. so if if he's at a sky school, there must have been a good reason for him skiving school. So I'm thinking that he's maybe wanted to go and do something that he knows that his parents aren't going to let him do. Mm. Which makes me think maybe it was a concert. Yeah. So See, that surprised me because, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, but normally that's, like, you and your friends want to go and do something. So you and your, like, you'd be like, well, mum said no, so you're just going to skip school and do it together. It seems uh, sort of strange that it'd be something on his own that he would do. But, he might have arranged to meet somebody in London. Well, this is obviously... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, we don't really know. But I think that's what he's done. And the, the reason for the one not getting a return ticket, I think he's been planning on going down there and maybe going and staying with a relative, like his grandparents or something like that. So rather than saying to his mum and dad, can I go and do this and them saying no, he's like, well, what are they going to do about it when I'm already there? Yes. So I'm going to travel down to London uh-huh. and then I'll just turn up at my grand, say my, my grand's house and then I'll phone my mum before she realises that I'm missing. Yeah. I'll phone her or I'll leave a message on the answer machine or whatever and say, right, I came down to London, I've seen my grand's house, um, come and pick me up tomorrow or they'll give yeah. me a lift home tomorrow or something like that. Mm. But something's happened to him. I, I think something's happened to him. I don't think he, I don't think he went to, to kill himself. No. But I think something's happened to him. Mm. I think you don't know how vulnerable he was as well. I mean, you know, with him being, you know, deaf in one ear. I mean, he could have been quite vulnerable or I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. That's a difficult one, really. <laughs> it's, it just... I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's obviously something that I think has happened to him, I think. But I don't know how or what or why. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but... Like, there just... seems no understanding of why he was going there. What was he going there to do? Was he meeting somebody? Was he not meeting somebody? Why did he only buy a one-way ticket? Yeah. And the fact that, like, obviously, none of his friends... Well, if they do know anything, they've not said anything. But surely they would if their friend had gone Yeah, because, I mean, normally, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe, but 
even if he was doing this on his own and he was meeting somebody there, you would think he would tell somebody. Yeah, nine times out of ten, you would say to my friend, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, I've, I've, you know, I've got this friend that I've met through such and such, so he's at inviting me down to London yeah. or whatever." So it's weird. It's very strange. It is very strange, and but there's no other. There's there's no other inform there's no not any other information about why he was going there. What was he going to mm. do? Who, there's just nothing. What was he going to meet? There's just nothing. There's not nothing. There's all there is is theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the actual facts that we know, obviously, like we're going we know for a fact he's gone to London. We know that he's travelled by himself, but that just doesn't tell us anything. Yeah. But I just think he was planning on coming back because surely if he wasn't planning on coming back, he would have took that the rest that cash out of his room. Yeah. For a start. And he's 14 years old. Yeah. His PSP is a big thing. Mm. Take your charger. Yeah, because it runs And at high. least even just take a couple of t-shirts, a couple of pairs of jeans, just something like, yeah. some underwear. You think you would at least take something to get changed, didn't you? Unless for whatever reason he was going there. Was he promised stuff? Was he... Mm. Was some, I mean, you just don't know, do you? He could have been trafficked or something. Well, he could have been... Is he? Well, I'll, I'll see if right, we yeah. could get in a whole rabbit hole. I mean, like... The thing is... He's still missing as far, you know, he's, we don't know where he is. We don't know what's happened to him. It's an unsolved disappearance, isn't it? So And it's never going to be solved unless he either turns up alive or his body's found. Mm. I mean, imagine if he's still alive, though. That would be, I mean... Well, Andrew, if you're still alive, please just phone your, your parents and yeah. tell them. No. Or if you do know what's happened to him, for goodness sake. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, like, maybe nobody does know. But, well, if it was foul play, I suppose somebody would. But, yeah, but who know, how, how do you know it's foul play, though? Well, no, you don't. You don't know anything. So, something could have... He could have got into an accident. Like, he's at his... Well, he'd have to be in the middle of nowhere, I suppose, for nobody to find his body. But, like, just to... Who knows? I don't know. We could we could go around in circles trying to think of what happened to him, but sadly... Yeah. So... If you liked, liked, like us, our show, can you please follow us on social media? <laughs> we are crime <laughs> underscore divers underscore pod. We've got a Facebook page. Which is crime divers podcast. And you can email us at crime underscore divers underscore pod at outlook.com. Yeah, and if anybody has any theories... I'd be interested to hear them. Exactly. Last time. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.